0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame.
1: It's our 100th episode, and we've signed up with Patreon to try and get paid. Terry, the fucking man Pratchett. No one is actually dead until the ripples they cause in the world die away. Apple has a watch, and some other things you may be interested in because... That seems stupid. And did we mention it's our 100th episode? Shocker. We have beer and we didn't do a lot of prep. Phil Collins
0: made honorary Texan for gift to the Alamo. I thought Texans didn't like people with funny accents. Blurred lines. Welcome to episode 100, Brian. Hi, Jason. I, I don't know how I got saddled with all of the stories that I didn't know anything about in our intro read. Well, uh, you went in without even saying go. Well, because you were looking at me like you were bored.
1: Oh, well, I have beer. I'm not bored. Okay.
0: Board board not beer.
1: That's exactly right.
0: So let's talk about Terry Pratchett a bit,
1: just to get it out of the way, because we're both sad about it. Yes, Terry Pratchett passed away yesterday, uh, lost his battle to Alzheimer's. It's very sad. Um I just speaking for me, he is one of the authors that turned me into the grumpy old geek I am today. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh I started uh my first book that I read of his was the, you know, Neil Gaiman. Uh, co-authored good omens uh,
1: one and of my favorite books of all time
0: mine too mine yeah. too and i learned about him from that book and i'm like who's this guy that's like getting in on neil gaiman's action and then i found out oh it's the other way around <laughs> yeah i
1: do remember going to the bookstore after i had read good omens and i was like i'm gonna look up this this terry pratchett guy and just a mile long of books his whole Discworld series i mean he was well into it by the time i i found out about it and started reading um yeah, it's it's. I just have a stack of books in the corner that I haven't gotten a bookcase for yet. And and everybody's on my case about getting rid of it and winnowing down as many books as I can. And I've done a couple passes. The Discworld books will will never disappear from my collection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I gave a lot of mine to my brother, but I think I might have to reclaim them. <laughs> my first one that I got was Pyramids after reading Good Omens. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. And I loved the concept that was introduced there. Whose fucking phone is that? That's not me. That's your ding. It's not me. It's definitely not me. Okay, there. Let's make sure this is off. It's Friday the thirteenth, people. Everything is going to go wrong today. But we have beer. Here's the. It, it. Hang on. Before I get back to pyramids, I was I was hung up on Topanga Canyon coming over today. I'm gonna am gonna we're gonna have a Californians episode here. <laughs> Guess who was holding me up? Who? The president? Not a Prius. Oh. It was a Ford six wheeled Super Duty pickup <laughs> truck. I'm just like, OK, this is gonna, This is what the day is going to be. It's because it's always a Prius. Yeah. But today, no, it was a Ford pickup truck. So the thing in Pyramids that I loved was they introduced the concept of temporal wine. <laughs> so you get the hangover before you have the
1: wine. Yeah, it was very clever. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the first one I read and I couldn't. I was thinking about, you know, what, what's my favorite book? I don't have one. It's there's so many. Uh, Normally, when I'm talking about a series, I can pick out one or two that are just like, oh my god, these are the best things ever. Start with these. I got I got nothing. I I love almost all of them. Uh, They're all fantastic. Uh, The way it's funny because I was reading uh, Neil Gaiman was a little too choked up to really write anything about it yesterday, but he pointed to an article that he had written a while back about talking about Terry Pratchett and how he, you know, people have this impression of him being this this jovial guy that sits around with his beard, looks a bit like Santa Claus and, and laughs a lot. And he said, no, everything was driven by anger, um, anger at the world, anger at society. And um, no wonder I like him so much. I, all of his books, they're all allegories. Everything in Discworld is picking on the church, picking on politics, picking on Country is picking on the police state, uh, picking on the internet. I, it's all allegories and it's wonderfully written and it's hilarious and it makes you laugh and cry at the same time. It's just genius stuff.
0: And it got better as he got older.
1: I, like, I agree. Yeah. Well, so he th- got angrier, like we all do.
0: Yeah, some of these books at the end, like Going Postal and uh, when, when he introduced Moist von Lipwig, mm-hmm. I think it really took a different turn and veterinari really kind of got into the modern age and they really kind of started to get closer to what we are is like, you know, in in our modern times and really kind of, the parallels started to come out, but yeah. they were yeah. genius. They I mean, genius. he started
1: – when he started, he was much more focused on the Unseen University and the Wizards, which was the allegory for church and religion.
0: Yeah, Rincewind um, in the luggage.
1: Love love Rincewind, yeah. uh, one of my favorite characters. But uh, they did get more pointed and more barbed and more political as he went along. And, yeah, the the focus of Discworld shifted from the, the university and the crazy wizards to Vims and Ventinari and Lipwig, and, yeah, uh, just uh, – we get one more apparently there's one in the can that's going to come out next year so uh that will be
0: quite a moment here's the thing that this was what makes me happy there is one in the can it's Mm. not like douglas adams yeah because when douglas adams died he left that half baked novel done (laughs) and i still want to know why the cat was what was half transparent and i'll never know
1: well uh, yeah i I don't I'm, i'm happy that it's done and it's a it's a finished piece um and i'm you know i'm desperately pleading to the publishing company and the estate do not let people do what they did with frank herbert's dune series let's let this universe exist as it is i don't want anybody continuing it
0: no absolutely not absolutely not yeah. and you know it's like i wasn't a huge fan of the witches like books i mean they were they were they were okay but it's not really where i was at i love the night watch i really kind of got into vimes in the night watch Mm. he was he was my favorite guy at the end When like watching his journey like i think i think terry like did a he really kind of paved the entire story with with uh with him to to get vimes you know from the street thug to the guy in the castle who was like the the duke at the end and you know you could just see his entire journey yeah and i think that really kind of came to a head in the fifth element or the fifth elephant (laughs) sorry the fifth elephant Uh and uh it was just that was one of my
1: favorite plot lines so yeah it's it's just all good and if you're a listener to the show and you have no idea what we're talking about go get on it go start reading his work it's it's fantastic. If you enjoy our sense of humor at all, you will uh, really enjoy his books. Um, and just a quick note, I, this is, you know, we had Leonard Nimoy pass two weeks ago now, and and now we have uh, Terry Pratchett going. Uh, this hits a lot harder. Um, I know a lot of people are, are in love with, you know, Spock and Leonard Nimoy. And for me, this is the, the writer versus the actor situation. This is the person that came up with the ideas. Spock, Leonard Nimoy played a great character. Terry Pratchett wrote this stuff. Yeah, his ideas, his brain, and it's not going to be replaced. No, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now, uh, now we're done with uh, our our little sappy part.
1: Our eulogy is over.
0: Our eulogy is over. We have done done our 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 bit for Terry. He he is sorely missed. But guess what's not missed bluetooth in ios 8.2
1: because it came back on it is it is almost uncanny how it's every other update they release resurrected bluetooth switched right back on immediately right after i installed 8.2 thanks guys
0: i did the test it did the same for me i don't know what the deal is because there's apparently some watch that's coming out that god forbid that you know people talk about this week on the internet and on on podcasts come on you are
1: watching them (laughs) the speech live
0: i did not i here's the thing man i've been working all week i've actually had a job this week (laughs) i have. that's that's why the show notes are so you know so light because i have been wiring studios with you know paneling them with foam recording podcasts with other people and i gotta tell you after doing this show this is this is our 100th episode and plus Mm -hmm. also doing the other shows i do being in a studio with three guys in microphones listening to them talk and not being able to talk sucks (laughs) i'm just like i I would
1: have just stopped after being in a studio with three guys (laughs) well Uh, having been in that situation many times it's a lot of farting well
0: i was the one unfortunately because i went and got some chipotle before i got in the studio and rookie mistake i told totally rookie mistake i didn't i didn't actually like get down to business but my stomach was growling so bad they kept cracking up while we were (laughs) while we were doing the shows but yeah no, I I am so far behind this week. It's a very odd week to have our 100th episode, but I'm out here with you sitting next to you, mm-hmm. not looking at you, which is very strange. It's it's not it's, as strange as it was
1: when we were looking at each other last
0: time. I know. Time. I don't know how we're going to how how we're going to figure this out.
1: We're much. never going to do it in person. special episodes only actually our big idea was to do it live on location which i think you know if we make it to 200 or if we get any money off our patreon page uh, yes check that out uh we will start to do them live and i think that'd be fun but even live if you've seen live events or live radio broadcasts they sit at a table flat like this and they look out they still don't look at each other no yeah because looking at each other throws you off i've
0: been to you know Almost every live Dignation taping when they used to do it back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. They never look at each other, yeah, because you can't. Yeah. You, you're trying to, you know, do, you can a do show sideways or... glances
1: like we're doing now. But every that's now and then, yeah, yeah
0: you just got to keep your mic technique and just kind of going swivel and pivot, and then give a thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. All right, but uh, yeah. So, uh, did you see the story about the thousands of women are throwing a the dance party for the fat
1: dude? I think he kind of ruined the whole point by calling him a fat dude. But yeah, well, he was. <laughs> He's a fat dude. He is a fat dude, but sometimes the internet is a good place. I love this story.
0: Yeah, I mean, call a spade a spade. He's a fat dude. I'm a fat dude. I can call people. Here's the rule. You can call somebody fat if they're fatter than you are. Uh, Okay. Actually, no, that's actually really <laughs> terrible. I was backwards on that one. Sorry. Um, anyway, no, he's, he's a big dude. He got he got shamed at a dance thing. And then like all these girls said, hey, we'll throw you a dance party. And Pharrell got on it. But I think he's probably busy getting sued right now. I, was about but... to say,
1: I don't know if he can still throw money in anymore <laughs> for the seven point five million dollars going to the Martin or Marvin Gaye state. Um,
0: seven point five million dollars for him is probably like his hat
1: budget for a week. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure he's got got well, money to burn. You know, I
1: I could talk for an hour on this topic alone, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say um a lot of people ran around saying how this is proof that uh, the music industry is alive and well because this one particular song made so much money that even a portion of the proceeds is 7.5 million that uh, is being transferred over because uh, he may or may not have stolen the uh, song, but uh, it's not. It's this is a an outlier scenario. This was the biggest hit of an entire year that got synced so many. For, it made a lot of money, yes, but the music industry in general, no, no, nobody's making that kind of money except for Pharrell. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's you know and Beyonce and Jay Z and. A couple of other people. <laughs> okay, and, and, A couple and. other people, but it's Some not, lady you know. I got all that. Again, it's it's uh, much like our own economy. It's uh, the middle class is disappearing, and there are the rich and the poor musicians. Uh,
0: uh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll wait for you to have a sip. So, uh, <sighs> now, this this band, the ex-cops, who are pissing and moaning about McDonald's asking them to play for free. This, I think, is... is we have gone into this business of uh, just... This outrage porn about not getting paid when asked to do something. I mean, th- these guys, we've been through this mm-hmm. story. OK, somebody asks somebody to do something for free, but the person who's asking has a lot of money. Yes. Right. Turn them down. Move on. Say, go fuck yourself. Move on. Now, in mm-hmm. the first couple of times, it was they were big stories. Now, anytime somebody says, hey, will you do something for free? It just turns into like like a look at me, me, me news piece.
1: Well, I, and, I, and this, I, and, and just oh, for some background, yes, it's Mac- yes.
0: McDonald's asked this, this band mm-hmm. to play for free at South by Southwest, and they posted an update and said, you know, they they said it's a horrifying and gross reality when one sees the true nature of corporations and their pathetic attempts to achieve relevance with millennials. Doritos received a lot of flack for their stage a couple years ago, but I'm going to assume they paid Lady Gaga.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've a uh... Different opinion than you. I I do think that, unfortunately, X cops are using this to try to get a ton of publicity. But who can blame them? Because I'd never heard of them before. Most people haven't. um. But I do think that when this happens, it should be called out. And I think we should be shaming these corporations. McDonald's is massive. It's more of a a horrifying and gross reality that McDonald's has a stage at South by Southwest. What the (laughs) fuck are they doing there? uh mcrib it up baby mcrib you got the best barbecue in the world and you're passing around mcribs (laughs) jesus no you know it's it's corporate reality south by southwest wants to make money mcdonald's is kicking in a shit ton of money to be at south by southwest would it kill you to give him the 300 bucks mcdonald's well
0: i mean honestly yeah they should have thrown him a bone on you know i don't know if they're (laughs) the problem here Here's the problem. There are no bones in McDonald's food for them to throw because in the McRib, it's just pressed fake bones. There's no bones in the chicken, so they can't throw the bones because they got no bones left to throw. You know,
1: I've never actually (laughs) had a McRib ever. What? Never had one.
0: Oh, my God, you're missing out. It is one of the the most disgusting guilty pleasures on the planet. (laughs) Oh, you've you've had White Castle, though, right?
1: No. Oh, geez. We got to get you to Chicago stat. I've had pork or pit. what's the belly place in Chicago? Uh, oh, pot belly, pot belly. Well, pot belly is actually good food. That is. Deli- well, I like good food. <laughs> Anyways, um I was going to say I, I, I s- want the light shined on corporations when this happened. I'm fine with it. I I think that they should have done the one release and statement and left it at that. Unfortunately, they're trying to ride this to to more YouTube views or whatever the hell they're hoping for these days. Um but I support them on this. There's no reason why they shouldn't have gotten paid. And as it was uh, as part of the statement was made, it is a uh, McDonald's came back with a statement saying that this is, you know, the standard practice for these sorts of things. And then South by Southwest had to chime in and say, well, no, it's actually not. Bans get paid.
0: <laughs> OK, so, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's yeah. I, I we, we have a differing opinion on this at this point. We do. Now, you posted a link to a a Slate story, go go figure, big surprise, about uh, what happens to our brain and body when we look at cell phones when we go to bed. I thought we have covered this to death.
1: Well, I put this in the intro because that is our follow-up segment, and we have covered it with with scientific studies with very long words and and big concepts, and this is a simple video which people seem to like more. Oh, because it
0: has the words toxins in it. Well,
1: that does... To drive me crazy anytime <laughs> any scientist uses the word toxins i feel like i'm just a being sold snake oil how about some real science not toxins toxins are the same crap that people talk I mean, acupuncturist tell you they're pulling out toxins what a load of shit
0: well, the thing is he's actually quoting a real scientific study mm-hmm. that they were trying to figure out that we actually when we sleep our brain gets cleaned up it yeah. gets flooded with toxins no it gets no it gets flooded with cleaning agents that then flush out the dead cells from the day before and you know there are there are neurotoxins but that's different I mean, that, but, that is different but using the general term toxins even dr drew you know, I think Doctor Drew is kind of sketchy sometimes. I, was I love about him to as say, a, yeah, you I know, love hold him.
1: him up as like some bastion of science. I love
0: him as a TV personality. <clears throat> Jesus, crispy!
1: Sorry, I was making my point with my beer. <laughs> um, when
0: when he comes out and says. I want you to show me a toxin if you are going to if you're going to go on TV be a doctor and talk about toxins Mm. show me the molecular molecular makeup of a toxin yeah and I'm with Dr. Drew on this one and he's a real doctor I just play one on the internet. But
1: okay. Anyways, you should watch the video if you haven't gotten the point yet. Put your damn phones down at least an hour before you go to bed. This stuff is messing us up. Yeah.
0: I mean, always oh, stick to that. Just stick to getting getting away from your phone before you go to bed. It says the guy who listens to podcast it till like three in the morning. But, you know, we do what we can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do it. Do as we say, not as we do, do people say
1: not as we do. And as you know, you like to pick on my my slate articles again. You know, let's let's celebrate good journalism when we have it. So let's not shit on them too much. Uh, Remember a while back when I actually tried an app and I downloaded Yik Yak and gave it a shot and my review was basically, wow, a lot of kids over at Santa Monica University are horribly racist and definitely horny because all they're trying to do is get laid or make fun of people. Absolutely. I remember that. Yeah. Well, there's an article on, uh, on Slate, The Upside of Yik Yak. Written by Amanda Hess that makes an argument that there's actually a plus to it and the kids are all using it and maybe we should relax about it a little bit. But uh, I disagree. I still think it's just horrible.
0: I was gonna say what is the plus? What is the plus what's her what's her point in this article? Because I it was a TLDR for me because her- I, I've used Yik Yak, I've seen the, the dirty side of it. Yeah. And I I don't see any upside to it.
1: Well, one of their upside now is that they've used the ability to peek on other locations and they recommend going to feeds for like USC in Tibet where there's somewhat more enlightened conversations taking place so hopefully you'll stop being a jackass yeah no no uh, that doesn't work no because there's plenty of other places to have enlightened conversations this app is dead I, i don't understand this article but i guess it's not dead because college students are all over it but that is a time to experiment with stupid things like yes like ayn rand (laughs) <laughs> well you don't like some ayn rand i love it i just know it doesn't work in the real world i
0: just yeah, no i want people to understand that ayn rand is fiction mm-hmm. that's it it is fiction
1: yes uh, well can you please go tell a bunch of people in our government <laughs> they don't seem to fucking know that
0: no Ugh. fiction. It's 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 good fiction. I I think. But no, I, um, I
1: love her books, but just don't try to make it happen in reality, please.
0: Yeah, like I said, I love Terry Pratchett, but I'm not going to go find some walking luggage to go with me. It's the way it goes. If I could. That'd be bitching. if I could. I would, but you can't because it doesn't fucking work, people.
1: All right. So okay. I wanted to follow up a little bit on last week's episode because you were making so much fun of me for not listening to our own podcast. I I went back and listened. Okay, and, and we had a little bit of a discussion about. How you and I will always be able to make money on the internet and anybody that is worried about not making money, they're an idiot because they can always go and make money on the internet. And then the only examples that you provided involved newbali Young Women potentially removing clothing on certain apps.
0: I really?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe you should go back and listen to the episode.
0: I was there. I don't have to.
1: <laughs> hey. No wait, that was my <laughs> defense last
0: week. See, I edit the episode, so I, I have to
1: listen to him twice. But Well, when I, I started to challenge you and press you a little bit on it, and it came down to, you know, well, if you're a girl, you can take off your top on Snapchat. <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, as a 41-year-old male, I may have titties, but I ain't gonna make any money. Well, uh here's the deal
0: don't you you have to find your niche you have to oh. <laughs> <laughs> there there is a market for your for your man movies somewhere it may it may not be where you want to be but you can do it but that is not my point i think that there is definitely ways for people to still make money on the internet selling all sorts of things doing uh i see it all the time with people who buy they go to the 99 cent store they'll buy a bunch of stock take it up ship it up to amazon and and get a profit on it you know there's
1: the, the, you okay there it, are ways to squeak by
0: yes absolutely okay. i'm i'm just saying well i i met a girl the other day and this and she was not actually showing her boobies online she was writing ebooks and selling them and she made a half million dollars last year working about 4 hours a week that is which, which 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 you know or not not 4 hours a week because that's the tim ferriss crap uh she was working 4 hours a day but still there are people out there that are finding ways to do it. You just got to look at the system and find the ways around. All right. And, and
1: speaking of just squeaking by, did
0: we mention we launched a Patreon page? Yes, we So we can try did. to make some money off the internet? Hey, we have. We are now, this podcast, as of this recording for episode 100, mm-hmm. is profitable. Well, Well, it's profitable.
1: This beer wasn't so cheap. I think we blew through that.
0: Um, well, we're profitable going forward if we do not buy anything ever again. (laughs) We can pay for bandwidth, and retroactively, yes, at some point we might get some money back. But yes, it is. It's it's awesome. I I mean the fact that we got signups ups in the first 30 seconds of putting up the page was Actually, amazing that was
1: very impressive and and thank you all so much we'll we'll talk about that more yeah we'll in talk the about that section, we'll, so yeah let's, when we yeah,
0: when we get down there um so last night i had a friend come over and he was trying to get his google adwords certification cuz i know <laughs> that's
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: That's that's pretty much what I heard. Uh, There was something
1: really funny happening in the other room. I don't know. Google AdWords. Give me a fucking break. You can't even make a dime off that.
0: Mm, well, no, okay. we'll talk, let's talk about that
1: with the titties again
0: no 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 i told you real estate agents i that i know make thousands of dollars a month you have to advertise yep. and plumbers plumbers is what they always use as their key go-to because right. every town has plumbers every plumber has to advertise we can talk about economics now, and all that shit but here's having, the point: having
1: looked at this i will readily admit that google seems to go out of their way to make all of their products more complicated than need be particularly at this level like the interface for adwords is a mess
0: It's impenetrable.
1: Uh, And if you look at Google Analytics and their latest update to make it better, oh oh my god, you cannot figure out where anything is. No, it makes your head spin. Okay, maybe you do need a certification.
0: Well, here's the thing: it was only 40 questions Mm -hmm. because he didn't read the he didn't do his homework. And he's like, Hey man, you know the internet, you can do this for me, and we'll just knock it out. Okay. Two hours later, Mm -hmm. after they he tried to figure out how to set up his own account, which took forever.
1: Uh, Thanks again, Google.
0: Yeah. Um, it, well, and, and it's through Google and through the testing service. It was just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I took the 40 question test. OK. And I had had a few cocktails. Well, shocking. Well, it's been a long week and I had a few cocktails and we we're. Did you we're just, do
1: this in the hot tub?
0: No, I still haven't gotten in the hot tub. No. Um, but yeah, so 40 questions came out with 70 percent accurate. OK. 75 uh, percent was pass, So I missed it by three questions. With no knowledge. I went in cold. I had no idea what we were doing. And I came out of it with 70%. And the three, and I I stand by this, the three questions were the ones that I let my friend answer.
1: Okay. I I would have passed. I actually believe you. I was, when I saw you put this in the show notes, I was like, if this test only took five minutes, I think we should actually do it on the podcast. We would probably both pass.
0: It it, it actually took like, because they give you 40 minutes or 50 minutes. It took us like 13 or 14 minutes to get through it. I assume they did a better
1: job setting up their testing interface than, say, the DMV.
0: Well, I didn't want to play around with it, but I bet I could I (laughs) bet I could have hacked that it was it was a third party testing service. And and to get Google AdWords certification, you don't actually get tested by Google. You get tested by a third
1: party. Right. And, And what would getting a Google AdWords certification actually do for you? Well, in Are there in the, people that think that this is important? Well, in the case
0: of my friend, it lets them keep their job.
1: Oh, then it's important.
0: They're in one of the big box SEO companies. Uh, you can probably figure out who I'm talking to if you know how to use Google. I think I do. Which I, I apparently only know how to use 70% of the time.
1: In the news... We talked about Barack Obama doing the BuzzFeed thing a couple weeks ago, and uh, I kind of turned a corner on it because I felt all bets are off now. Um, Before, I would have said that's really unpresidential, but to hell with it. Uh, He did Jimmy Kimmel Live last night and did the mean tweets section.
0: I saw that this morning. I thought it was extraordinarily lackluster and didn't really kind of do anything for me.
1: Well, that's the problem with when you bring in somebody like the president of the United States into a segment that is basically extremely mean-spirited to some degree um i'm sure that they had to vet which tweets were going to be read and there could have been a lot one a lot of different ones that would have been a hell of a lot funnier but they're not going to do that so that was kind of walking the line between mm, we could have really done something for humor but we're still trying to respect the presidency so we gotta we gotta find the middle ground here well you have to respect the office yeah but Uh. nobody on twitter does i mean i checked i looked <laughs> and just within the last, you know, six hours, there are ones that are extremely funny. well, if he would have read them, it would have been extremely funny, but there's no way in hell he's going to.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure there's tons and tons of them, but mm-hmm. uh I I just why did they really screw up wait a minute, why is that so fucking Did that just get echoey? Mm, no. It sounded it just got echo. Okay. Why did they have to screw up Los Angeles traffic so bad? <laughs> They shut down like Highland Boulevard between the bowl and uh, Hollywood for like two hours Mm -hmm. at Russia between four and six. Now, I don't want to get all Californians on you here, but I'm going to tell you right now that screwed up probably hundreds of thousands of people's lives for the day because he could go and read angry tweets. That is not cool.
1: There is nothing Californians or Los Angeles dread more than Barack Obama coming into town. Our traffic here is bad enough in in on the best days. If it's raining and on a long weekend where most people go home, traffic still sucks here. When the president comes, it's a nightmare, and we all can't stand it. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I hate to bring up Adam Carolla, but I'm going to anyways. He's because he's like best buddies with Jimmy Kimmel. Even he said on his podcast, "What the fuck is up with this land?" Open up Air Force One, have everybody come to you, Jimmy, get off your ass, take your desk down to the fu- to fucking LAX, set up there, and do it there.
0: And sit on the runway and do it there. Yes, yeah, and
1: that's a better thing to do. Everybody gets to go see Air Force One. That's cool.
0: No, definitely. That would have been the way to do it because it was, uh, I, I was supposed to go back over there and I just couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, as soon as, you know, we get the traffic reports, we're told, you know, what times people are going to be where, what streets are going to be shut down. But most of us here just kind of go, all right, president's here. I'm going to work from home. I'm not going to leave the house. I'm going to make sure I have my beer. That's it.
0: Now, um, one thing that hit me this week was uh, GigaOM shut down. That sucks. It really sucks because I remember when I remember when Malik started the website. We were friends. He was like still working as just a kind of a street journalist doing his thing. And then he started his own deal. And I was super proud of him. And I was just I was really upset to hear that they were shutting down. I mean, he had he had stepped off for a bit because he had health issues and was just tired. I, I can't I can't blame him. You can't run a blog for that long and not get tired. I ran no. on for eight years, you yeah. know? And it just takes it out of you. So I was glad when he stepped down, I thought he was gonna retire and with his bags of money and Scrooge McDuckett for the rest of his life. <laughs> but apparently not, because somebody else wanted his bags of gold. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, the quote in, in the article that uh, we have in our show notes it depresses the hell out of me. In 2008, our company decided that we would not pray at the altar of page views and advertising metrics that do nothing but devalue our readers' time and attention. Unfortunately, that didn't work out so well. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that work <laughs> out for you, buddy? I'm um, sorry. Um, yes. Again, it's the internet and uh, we all pray at the altar of page views and advertising metrics. And I know. It's sad but true. I, it is another example of a site with good journalism um, getting the death bell.
0: And they, they ran some really good, uh, you know, conventions and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, I knew where their office was. I, I had a meeting there one time when I was pitching my startup and, but right down the street was Buzzfeed. So who wins? <laughs> Nobody wins. Unfortunately. No, none of us do.
1: Uh, Amazon came out with a, a an article, uh, well, Gizmodo came out with an article about Amazon. It's their uh, their next plan beyond delivering with drones. It's uh, 3D printing your purchases in the back of its delivery van. What? They've uh, put in a patent for it, uh, an entire delivery system in which there will be a van that drives around that has 3D printers in it. So as you start to order things that can be done with 3D printing, it will print in the van itself and then deliver it to you. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That is pretty kind of cool. It kind of is. I like that. I like this much better than the d- drone delivery plan.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is way better. I, mm-hmm. You know what? If they come to my house with a 3D-printed drone, I'm in. I am <laughs> well, totally I just
1: in. It's only a matter of time before there's 3D printers on drones.
0: Mm. Oh, wait.
1: Then we get into the whole Terminator thing. They're going to start creating themselves. They well, oh, they're going to create shit.
0: themselves, and then they're going to figure out how to create. To, you know, see, that's a, that's the one thing that people don't think about. They're like, okay, well, they they're not going to be able to make bombs, right? So if you put a put a three D printer on a drone, mm-hmm. people are thinking, oh, it's got to be complex. They're going to make bombs. All they need to do is make like you know bowling balls and drop them on our head. We're yeah. pre- we're pretty soft on top. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh well.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do i don't know somebody must stop amazon oh <laughs> uh,
0: i don't know some, should somebody stop uh apple too i i i was i was blissfully unaware this week out of anything that went on with the keynote um i think i i think i totally lucked out this week
1: i think you did too this is one of the first times that uh well also you had your prediction about the stock price and you were kind of right but kind of wrong well christy terlington totally proved me right Christy Durlington, I don't know this part.
0: Oh, she lost uh when she came out on the, you know, her little run thing, mm-hmm. uh 17 billion dollars worth of Apple valuation disappeared.
1: Well, it was on the watch. <laughs> uh, on the announcement of the watch, that's when stock tanked. But for the most no, part some, stayed... somebody
0: somebody has a graph of her like <laughs> when her video started. It started to drop, Mm -hmm. you know, she's running with the African kids or whatever. I'm just going this from from just reading about it on the Twitters and and seeing the graph. And then until she like left the stage, it was just a straight decline. Yeah. And then it came back up.
1: Well, I mean, like I've said, uh, you know, as soon as I got a, a pager in college and yes, I am that old kids. We didn't even have cell phones then. I had a pager. As soon as I had something in my pocket that had the time on it, I stopped wearing watches. I have no interest in wearing a watch. I have no interest in the Apple Watch. I don't want a smart watch. I don't even want a dumb watch. I don't want a watch. So this was nothing for me. You don't. You don't
0: want to watch at all. No. No. Okay. No. I, I, I personally like
1: watches. I Some do, people, but do. And are you gonna spend ten thousand dollars on a smartwatch that'll be uh, obsolete in two years? But you don't have to spend ten thousand
0: dollars on <laughs> it. You can spend three hundred and fifty dollars well, on it. Well that gets it.
1: you the ugly plastic one. So all right. I tell you what, it's I a status I, symbol, man. I'm kind, of into the, I'm kind of
0: into getting the I'm kinda into getting like the twelve dollar Casio with the with the calculator like the old days. Well, I, I did
1: have one of those in the
0: I'm, old days. I'm thinking let, let's go retro.
1: No, I'm not I'm not interested in the watch. You're not you're kind of interested, but not really. Most people I talk to around my age aren't that interested in it, but the kids are. And I really do think this is one of the first Apple products for which uh, it, it's not being directed at us, Jason. We're officially too damn old. We, I, I think you're right. I think we are too damn old because
0: I was talking to my friend last night, and she's like, "Okay, the phones keep getting bigger. That's great. I can see them now because I'm old, mm. and I love it that I have a, a, an old person's phone that's you know it's like one <laughs> letter per screen." And she's like, um, "Why would you put something on a watch that I cannot see? Yeah, you're just making it harder. And why can't I?" And she's like, curmud- "More commercially than we are," and she's like. Um, people call me, I take my phone out of my pocket. Why the fuck do I need a watch? And that's, you know, that's the whole thing. This
1: is it's But the thing has with been the go- watch. I mean, this anyways, has been going
0: around all week and I don't want to like, you
1: know, belabor the point. Because all you're doing is getting notified to pull out your phone. Well, and, I I mean, mean, and for the most part, yes, for the there are part. some little things that will pop up on the phone anyways, or on the watch anyways, that you don't need your phone for. But 99% of this stuff, it's, oh, okay, I should probably do something about that. And then you, you know, pull out your phone. You know,
0: when Steve Jobs got on stage and introduced the iPod, people are mm-hmm. like, why do I need that? I have my Discman.
1: No, I was totally into the iPod when that was out.
0: <laughs> Me too. I bought one immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this whole week, I mean... I think the best thing that came out of this week is the video of the <laughs> Apple engineer talks about the new 2015 MacBook, which is it's, I think this is the new angry Hitler. Like mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to be using this guy. It's like uh, I, I don't know where it comes from. I just when I when I first saw this video, you have to go to the show notes and watch it. Although by now, I think everybody's seen it because when I saw it, there were sixty four thousand people that have seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, last time I checked, there was uh, almost a million. It was so, very funny. It's very funny. I was in tears, but just talking about the silliness of how the new MacBook has one port. And I do think that that is
1: ridiculous. Well, I do, too. It, it's, but it's part of the greater tech culture that we're in right now, which is everybody's moving away from the ability to control your own data. And this is another thing. It's it's so much easier if you put it in the iCloud. No, why, no, why no. would you need to have connections? Why do you need to put things in and out of your computer? Well, well because um, I fucking want to. Well, that
0: and the fact that we're talking through like, you know, ten thousand dollars of fucking gear here. Yeah. And uh there's no port for that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um we're we're running on Thunderbolt now, but in the in before the, the old thing I had was Firewire. And then three uh,
1: years, Jason, you're gonna be okay. on PC. You watch. Oh, Jesus, fuck.
0: Yeah, you know what? I probably this is this is the circle of life. I'm going to have a free BSD machine by the time we're done with this.
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: sitting there with audio tube interfaces running through. Oh, I have no idea. No,
1: I think it is a really weird move for Apple to do that. I don't, I don't really get it, but I don't get a lot of things, and I still get the stock.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you going to
1: say? Um, uh, one of the other stories I saw, um, you know, Apple obviously with their watches moving heavily into the fitness thing. This is one of those... Uh, you know, Apple giveth with one hand and taketh away with the other. And if I were a developer, certainly with app developers, we've seen the same thing. Or if I was one of these guys who, you know, the Jawbone and all these other fitness wearables that were in the Apple store, they were probably so thrilled when they first got in the Apple store, we're going to sell tons. But then Apple just takes your idea and goes, okay, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. How many steps is it from (laughs)
0: <laughs> where you're at right now to the door because that's where you're going, biatch. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs>
1: it, it's, it's been Apple's racket. And you, you guys out there that are trying to develop and, and piggyback on Apple, you need to be careful because it, it's, a, it's a gamble. Are we going to get bought out by Apple or are they just going to release their own version of our shit and kill us? And, and, and
0: <clears throat> pardon me, mm-hmm. anybody who thinks that this is something new, they have been doing this since OS 7. Yeah. I mean, people would, you know, do shareware widgets and gadgets and make, you know, a decent living on it. And then Apple would just say, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Let's put that in the system and uh, not buy your thing. Yeah. And sometimes every now and again, they will buy somebody's thing and make it good Um, or they will buy somebody's thing and make it terrible, which is the case for iTunes, because iTunes was one of the third party things that they bought and then turned into iTunes.
1: No, they took something terrible and made it terrible. Or lurk. <laughs> <laughs> but like. that's the carrot that Apple dangles. I mean, it, it's it's the same thing as the lottery. They they throw it out just enough. That you think you can win because we'll buy we'll buy a company every couple months just so you keep uh, – all you developers keep doing stuff. So when you get something that wins, we'll figure out if it's cheaper for us to redo it and drive you out of business or every now and then we'll just buy one to keep you all going. To keep you going, yep. Keep the fucking hamsters in the cage. Mm, yep. Let's go develop apps. <laughs> oh, God. Yik yak. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, in continued Apple news, I found this one to be odd because – We've been talking a lot about you know how to get off the cable and all these a- all these um, apps. I'm still stuck in apps. All these TV stations and channels and networks are basically unbundling and offering apps that you pay for yourself so you can just get them direct, which will probably end up costing more money than the cable package does at the end of the day because that's how this always works. Uh, but HBO now has announced that they are going to be exclusive to Apple TV, which I find weird. Well, you know before the youtube
0: thing i would have thought it weird mm-hmm. but you know apple has bags of money that are bigger than the planet so they probably <laughs> threw a couple of them at hbo and said here uh, in lieu of us buying you because we don't want to buy you because then we'd have to run you mm-hmm. let us just give you googles of money to to just Uh, Let us use it for a little bit for, you know, exclusively. And then later on when nobody cares anymore, then you can go to Amazon TV and Prime. I mean, I mean, honestly, the back catalog is already on Prime. Yeah. This is all for the new stuff.
1: But I'm also assuming that this is just it's an exclusive deal for devices that connect to your TV. I'm assuming that HBO is still going to have their app that you can install on whatever device you want and pay for directly or is that gone too that's the only thing i didn't look up and i think that would be a huge mistake for hbo but it's also probably limited exclusivity this is just for the announcement they get it for like a fucking year and then it's going to come out
0: something like that something like that i'm sure there's you know i don't i I honestly don't care about the terms of this as long as i can watch game of thrones on somebody else's device that comes to my house that i don't have to pay for like hbo go Mm -hmm. it if it stays up that's fine and uh, go from there and if i'm on the road and i don't have a friend who has somebody else's hbo go password oh and by the way expect them to like not let you use your hbo go oh. on more than one device oh, when they launch it, this yeah, as it's a paid done, app that's separate, done they are going
1: to cut down on that like,
0: yeah no tomorrow done deal but if i'm on the road and i want to watch something on my ipad i will pay 15 bucks a month that's that's it's not that expensive it's it's Easier than going to our friends in Sweden, which is what we always said. It's like, give us an make option to pay you, mm-hmm. and we will pay you.
1: Yeah. If you make it easy enough, that's that's uh, enough to turn for 99% of people.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Did we mention that we have a Patreon page? We do have a Patreon <laughs> we page. We make it easy. And it's not in Sweden.
1: No. Okay, one last Apple story, and this is only purely because I really want it to happen. Uh, Apple had their shareholders meeting, and uh, the shareholders decided to skip any questions about dividends, which also I would really like to have happen, because Apple has too damn much money, so they've got to do something with the amount of money they have. So the idea is dividends or everybody in this meeting want them to buy Tesla. That would be... I want this to happen terrible idea (laughs) i don't think it's a terrible idea
0: i don't know i think tesla's like on a tear they're doing great and if i think the home
1: battery thing is going to be a game changer a serious game changer well i do too. probably five to ten years off but a serious game changer nevertheless but
0: that's why i don't want to get them into the apple ecosystem Hmm. i really want them to stay independent and stay like snappy and sharp if 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 apple could do what google did with nest Mm-hmm. And and buy them and make them independent. Yeah. I'm down.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm down with that too. I okay. Think that's the way it should go through. Well, uh, yeah, we'll call Tim Yeah,
0: and make I'll, it happen. Make, we'll,
1: we'll, I'll just dial him up on my watch, my yeah.
0: Casio. Yeah. <laughs> Security? Ha! I would like to posit to you, Brian. A long time ago, I said something what? about what. I would do if I was a smart person with skills to become an employee at
1: Apple. Certainly, we're never going to find that out.
0: Of course not, because I'm a fucking retard and I have no no
1: chance of ever getting a job at Apple.
0: What would I do? I would be in there implanting exploits that Mm. I could take with me when I left.
1: You did talk about this at great length.
0: And... It seems the NSA has some people doing the exact same thing and uh, from the inside and outside, and they are trying to take down the 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 appleness of Apple. Uh, this was a this was <laughs> this was an article from firstlook.org called I Spy the CIA campaign to steal Apple Secrets, which we knew about because we're smart people, and we knew that they were going to try and crack everything that they possibly could, and it seems that they have been on a on a tear for it.
1: Yeah, well, and some of the most insidious aspects of this is that they were hacking into Xcode and the different software packages that developers use, so getting into backdoors into basically almost everything, like, say, yik-yak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. Yo. Oh, um, what happened with the yo? Oh, I don't know, yo. God, I hope they don't I'm going to go it. have some fro-yo, um, yo-no. Uh, the thing is, with the, the versions of Xcode that they were exploiting, I think that was... To get them on certain people's machines. I don't think they tried to inject that into the main update stream, but they did figure out this was this is the insidious hack that I thought. They figured out how to inject software into Apple update on, on certain machines, which means that then they 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 own your ass. Wow,
1: Apple is just not that different from Windows anymore.
0: No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I, I am glad that, that that really crappy story about how Apple is the most, you know, insecure system that came out like last week, mm-hmm. got got debunked. Yeah. But still, it's, uh, yeah, no, the NSA's coming after us.
1: As they say in the article, spy is going to spy. Spy is going to spy. On the plus side, Of this whole debate is uh, the Wikimedia Foundation, the nonprofit that that runs Wikipedia, is filing a lawsuit against the NSA and the DOJ, finally challenging the U.S. government's mass surveillance programs. The nonprofit is being joined in its efforts by up to eight other organizations at the moment and is being represented by the American Civil Liberties Union. So who knows? I know. I know it's not going to work. It ain't going to do shit. (laughs) It's a nice try, though. And it's something that, again, it's something that needs to happen. This needs to be happening. These lawsuits need to be filed. These companies that have sort of our best interests and hearts need to stand up and say something, and they'll get beat down, and it's not going to work. But let's let's shine some light on this. I think we're all agreed at this point that Snowden took the legal path, but at least what came out of it has been very enlightening and very troublesome. Now let's see what we can get legally.
0: Yeah, the problem is that they're going to have to show uh, damages. Yeah, They're going to have to show the fact that that they have been harmed by the NSA's activities, and then they also have to prove that the NSA did the upstream tapping. Mm-hmm. And they're the NSA, and it's really hard to, to figure out what they did
1: because they're really good at it. Man, you know, Jason, you were just sliding closer and closer to my original viewpoint on all this. You
0: well, we can't fucking do shit, so why try? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with trying. I mean, hey, man, if they can figure it out, great. If we can get a whistleblower at the... You know the the junction, yeah. like the undersea cable junction that will come forward, like the guy at the AT and T black room. Mm-hmm. If we can get one of those guys to come forward, then we got a case. Then we can we can move on this and we can get some actual action. But in until somebody who spliced the fiber into the black boxes that the the NSA, the CIA, all those guys are using to siphon off the internet connections, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a tough road to hoe. I agree. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm
1: applauding the effort, and I will be watching it closely. Oh, no, totally. Expect I, I my reports about the uselessness of it. <laughs> Speaking of useless, uh, Twitter just banned revenge porn and doxing. Isn't that a bit like the Pirate Bay saying, we don't condone piracy? It's exactly about that. Okay, just wondering. Yeah, no, this is, this is just PR pissing in the wind. I like how it's filed to trolls and gizmodo.
0: yeah exactly
1: um please twitter that's that's 90 percent of your traffic
0: but but also have you heard of the internet (laughs) you cannot stop revenge porn and doxing because you are not the internet i mean i'm sorry reddit is not the internet the internet is the internet and you can build a website put it up on squarespace an intuitive fuster cluck we are and put up some revenge porn and some docs and do it on a free account and be gone before morning and nobody will know you there. There's so I many agree. ways
1: around this. I agree, but in much the same case as with the Wikipedia lawsuit, I applaud the effort, and I I, I enjoy the fact that Reddit took a stand about it as well, as they should. Uh, Twitter is a bit more ridiculous because They've... Twitter is Twitter, but Reddit is, is the home to the entire next generation of kids like us, Jason, that yes. g- are growing up on the internet, and let's let them... Learn a fucking lesson like you should not be doing this. Well, yes, I understand that.
0: <laughs> let's yeah, Let's give them a little bit of, you know, uh, leeway to hang themselves for the kids. But still, I mean, you and I know that this is PR. Oh, yeah. There are there are things are going to come through the cracks. <laughs> uh, there's just there's no way to stop things happening on the Internet. There are still no it, I mean, I think Instagram probably needs to license their nipple filter. Because they have a very good nipple filter. Yeah,
1: it's called about 10,000 kids in the Philippines getting 10 cents an hour. Well, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, I think we covered that on a previous episode. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, God damn it.
0: Here I think algorithms will save the world. It's just, it's just yeah, it's it's, slave It's slave fucking labor. labor. <laughs> That's what
1: it is. It's fucking reality.
0: And time becomes a loop. Yeah,
1: yes, it does. <laughs> uh, one last bit in security from a friend of the show, even though he doesn't know it, Corey Doctorow. Um, we've talked a bit about how you should never, ever, ever take a USB drive from somebody else that you don't know and put it in your computer. Yes. Someone's made a laptop-killing, booby trap USB drive.
0: How does it? How, what, what are we talking about? It's here? a
1: handmade USB drive that, when inserted into your USB slot, will burn down your laptop. Oh
0: my God. Is this like it therm-
1: charges capacitors up to 110 oh, okay. volts and just boom. Oh my God. I want one of these. That's amazing. Actually, whoever invented this could I mean, you know how the spies in the old days had the suicide pill on them? Yeah. The, the, the NSA needs this. If they've got a laptop and they're running around and they need to destroy this like Asian smart style in two seconds. I'm sorry, but no, that that won't
0: kill everything. You know, know you know nothing what nothing
1: ever kills anything.
0: Uh I'm sorry, I, I there's an there's an old um there's an old episode, I think it was uh I can't remember which one it was. It was the old show that was on revision three with the, the hackers. Mm-hmm. And what they did was that we can't do this anymore because we don't have removable CD drives, but they took a, re- a removable CD drive mm-hmm. and packed it with thermite. Nice. And had like a special key command. So when you hit the key
1: command, the thermite ignited and basically melted the entire laptop. See, we worry that Apple's been, been taken over by the CIA and the NSA through their code. I think that there there is actually people in the hardware manufacturing part that are getting rid of our ports for us to be able to destroy our computers as we're about to get caught.
0: That's mm. their plan.
1: This is why there's no ports on Apple computers anymore. Interesting. I'm just saying, no thermite port. That That is
0: actually kind of a smart thing you just said i can't believe that was that's actually oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no I'm, I'm 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 amazed if there's no ports, you can't plug anything in and you
1: can't uh, you can't destroy your own computer yeah anymore. Hmm. Dude, this brain has skills oh mad skills i need another beer <laughs> get on it
0: comment of the week We are officially running out of beer, so we need to get through the rest of the show because we have a meetup to get to.
1: We'll see who's there. I'm going to have to meet up with more beer, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this week, uh, Joe uh, Saggio sent us a $25 donation. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very much. And Joe, you
1: uh, wrote in on our website as well, but you didn't check the box that says we're allowed to read your thing, so we can't use it, and we take your privacy seriously. We do. It was very funny, too. Yes, it was a good little note,
0: and uh, thank you. So next time, click the button. Click the button. Or maybe he didn't actually want us to to read it, and it was just for us. Maybe. Uh, We've had
1: people do that. It's a very lovely note, so thank you.
0: So we did get a note from uh, Lawrence Lee, one of our favorite folk, uh, (laughs) lawrenceleeart.com. We'll put a link in there. He's like, uh, I got the email about Patreon while working in the studio this afternoon and decided to sign up. I don't listen to grumpy old geeks while I'm painting for fear that I'll miss something. Good call, by the way. (laughs) So when I got home, I fired up episode 99 and was astonished to hear my name and your kind promo on Comment of the Week. Thank you. And I must say that number 99 was great. I can't wait to go through the show notes and explore further. Thank you again for your hard work. You enrich my life. Oh, and I'm happy to have been able to save your sorry asses. <laughs> thank you, Lawrence.
1: Yes, thank you, Lawrence. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for being one of the first people that uh, went in on our Patreon page and uh, are chipping in some money every month for us to keep this going. Thank you so much for your interest. And yeah, very much a fan. And interacting with you has been fun, too, because you're a funny ass guy. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Now, we got a, uh, a note from Herbert Fillmore. Yes. On uh, a... Uh, basically, he put in his entire Audible.com review on a book called Departure by A.G. Riddle.
1: Now, I've read A.G. Riddle's entire first series um, and talked about it on the show, which is probably how I'd assume he'd found out about the author. I have not read Departure yet because Departure does seem to be a little bit of a departure. Departure? Yeah. <laughs> Stole my joke. Hey man, we did, we, 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 we came at the same time. What Whoa, we, say? Now.
0: we came to the departure <laughs> okay. at the same time. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't
1: read departure yet. Um, I did enjoy the whole Atlantis series, the, the three part book series that, uh, he wrote first. Um,
0: Oh, but that's I, the guy.
1: Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, you talking yeah. about that. So that was yeah. a really interesting story. But I, again, even at the time, I had I had some issues with his actual writing. But I thought the ideas were strong enough to to kind of let it go. I'm not really grabbed by the the synopsis of this one, so I I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm sure I'm going to read it because that's what I do. I support authors whom I like. So.
0: Yeah, I mean he says in his uh in his TLDR version, if you could sum up departure in three words, what would they be? Campy, sweet, entangled. Sounds you, like I, li- me I like at 16. entangled. Yeah, I like entangled. <laughs> I was definitely I was entangled with myself at 16,
1: <laughs> but that was about it. Mm-hmm. You know when you told me to kick you when you started to get a little weird?
0: No, 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 no. I I told you about something else, but go ahead and <laughs> let's take us home. We got somewhere to be.
1: Okay, let's get out of here. Um, the one thing that we have to announce that is big news is we have launched our Patreon page. We, have, uh, we are a fan-supported show, and we will be begging you guys for money. And um, of all the systems out there, you know, we, you've know, you heard us rail on Kickstarter and, and many of the others, Indiegogo and whatnot. This one does actually seem to be set up in a way that makes sense for people like us who are doing podcasts uh everybody else seems to be on there and uh you know we just uh, pushed it live yesterday and tweeted about it and put it up on the book of the face and we are already halfway to our first goal um, i know I early adopters excited. got in there really quickly so a big thank you to tara lawrence kenny Oh yeah, Lord <laughs> sorry. Lee. <laughs> you know, we haven't been there twice. All right. No, and uh, Melissa and yeah. Jordan Cooper. Melissa and Jordan Cooper, who have gotten us to fifty dollars per month uh, for us to do this podcast, which is halfway to our first milestone goal, which is a hundred dollars per month. At which point we have self respect. <laughs> we we well. <laughs> I don't so know. We're halfway to self-respect, Jason. <laughs> I don't.
0: Well, you might have self-respect. I don't think there's any amount of money that is going to buy my <laughs> self-respect. Uh, see previous ninety-nine episodes. Yes. But for the for the most part, we can't thank you enough. And I mean, I'm just kind of annoyed that we waited so long because we 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 tried the tugboat thing. We had we had great results there. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend of the show, Mike Tamal, gave us a bunch of money there. Sean Bonner. We had a bunch of people give us money on on tugboat, but uh, they didn't. Had have, they a lot didn't of people have just the...
1: sending us uh, money. yeah through our paypal donate link on our site so uh, there are many many of you out there that that have been supporting us as we go along we're just trying to consolidate it into one particular site that seems to make the most sense for us now
0: yeah and it lets us talk to you like offline like once you're in the club we can like send you fun stuff and Mm -hmm. do fun stuff you know we've got we've got stuff coming up that we'd love to do i would love to be able to do you know, live shows. I want to be able to broadcast this live, have chat rooms like, you know, the other folk do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's a technological hurdle and, and it takes a lot problem. of it takes a lot of more a lot more time. Yeah. Um, but you know, if we can get there, we'd love to do it.
1: yeah, and the way that Patreon is basically set up, if you haven't looked at it yet, um is that we can set goals at certain dollar amounts per month and and when we hit them, we will start doing special content or recording the show live, or you know, if we hit the dream of of actually being able to do this almost part time. We'll start to do a daily show.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we can honestly get to, I mean, it's $5,000 a month, which is our, our daily goal, mm-hmm. which you know would give us enough runway to actually do I, you know do the research spend the time you know you know how much time we spend doing the show every week which is ridiculous except for
1: this week <laughs> even then we still put
0: the whole thing together yeah. we didn't do
1: a lot of show prep this time because we were both busy with other stuff but we did behind the scenes stuff and you know jason's been learning all this gear and calling himself an audio engineer now there's a I lot of blinking not, lights in I, front I, of us yeah it's I do, unbelievable
0: i do not call myself an audio engineer i'm an enthusiast <laughs> i'm very enthusiastic
1: <laughs> yes. So, if you enjoy the show and you listen to it regularly, um, please do visit our page and give us a monthly donation for us to keep going. Cause... And
0: even a dollar helps. Yeah. I mean, everything, really every
1: little work. thing helps, and we appreciate
0: it so much because we love doing this show, and we would love to keep on keeping on. Yes, and tell a friend too. Oh, especially please tell a friend. At the library. Ooh, well, uh
1: make the at the library section a little bit quick this week Uh, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about um, Discworld and and all of that and how I did not want the universe to be kept going after after Terry Pratchett's passing one of the main reasons I don't want this to happen is because of what's happened with Dune Um, (laughs) if you have not read the Dune original series the six book series by Frank Herbert you have to get on that because I think that's probably the finest sci-fi Universe that's ever been created. Um, certainly, the deepest and most philosophical, and it is absolutely fantastic. Wait, there were there were six. Six actual total. dune oh okay dune, dune messiah children of dune god emperor of dune heretics of dune and chapter house dune did you just read
0: that from cover. from from memory
1: i might as well have because i've probably read those six books by the way average page length of each book about six to 700 Ooh. i have probably read that six book series of thousands upon thousands of pages seven times in my life wow and i'm about due to do it again um, You're about do to
0: Dune, Do to do Dune, again. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: I can't recommend it enough. Now, unfortunately, after Frank Herbert passed, uh, his son Brian Herbert uh, kind of took on the legacy. He was smart enough to pair himself off with established sci-fi art, art authors to start writing expansions to the universe. Um, the some there's been at more than the original six already. I okay. think they're up to about twelve or fourteen or something like that expanded universe books by yeah. by his son and and other authors. They're they started off kind of okay. I think it was mostly I was just on a high of there being new dune works and I was thrilled about it and they are just dragging on um and I tried to read the latest I just uh, finished it last night called Mentats of Dune. <sighs> <laughs> not, not so well good. I basically covered my review at the beginning please do not let <laughs> do people not do continue on these universes it's just um, the, the philosophy isn't there the, the big ideas aren't there this is just meandering plodding bullshit based on what he's already written
0: see i felt the same way about ender's game even though somebody else didn't take it over the original author took it over ender's game should have been one book it should have been one and done mm-hmm. i did not care for any of the follow-up. i
1: like the first three i don't like the fact that he's going back to basically do director's cuts and alternate camera angles of what he's already done as seen through the eyes of other kids I oh, think he, that's a fucking mistake he's lucasing it yeah he's totally Ugh. doing that so but I, I disagree with you about Ender's Game. I think the first three, the trilogy, as a trilogy, I think it stands and it's amazing. And it takes Ender's journey from being Ender to a wizened old man who solves all the universe's problems in a very good way. After that, he should have stopped.
0: Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give him a try again mm-hmm. on your recommendation because between Ender's Game and reading the second one in the series, I read the one about the the crazy Mormons and the, and the dead kids. Mm-hmm. And it totally soured me on the author. So that was a really tough book to sometimes read. Sometimes
1: you really just have. Yeah, I know this is hard, but sometimes you have to separate the artist and the art.
0: I know. And I Wilson know. Scott
1: Card is one of those. I despise him as a human being.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. But he's
1: written some amazing things.
0: In Empire. I loved Empire. Yeah. We, we've talked about Empire on the show. I think yes. that was a great book. So I'll give it a shot and I will turn my brain off and forget that I hate everything about <laughs> him as a human being. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And the movie sucked.
0: I liked the movie. I thought it was horrible. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, was, it was better than I thought it was going to be, which wasn't like I didn't turn it off in 10 minutes. Uh,
1: that's fair enough. And um, I do want to make a quick mention of somebody that we've never talked about in a book series that we haven't talked about. And Jason, do you happen to – I blanked on this and I should have gone through the show notes and done this. The guy that is listening to the podcast with his son that wrote us last last week week. um because his son is younger uh, i think that this series might be of interest um the my gateway into getting into terry pratchett and kind of the the more ironic and and punny and hard sci-fi books were were a series called xanth by this guy piers anthony and he's still writing them he started writing them a long time ago and it's very funny punny younger I, definitely younger. It's not as smart. It's not as brilliant, but it's good stuff. And the whole Zan series, I I read Ogre Ogre when I was nine years old. It opened up a completely new world to me. I got the jokes mostly because some of them are written for adults. Um, And it just, it got me going. I don't know if you could go back and read them now as an adult, but uh, can you read them to your kids? Yes, sir.
0: Oh, cool. That's and very it, cool. It's
1: very good stuff. It's very funny.
0: Yeah, I always wanted to try those. Um, I, I remember my, my girlfriend had them, and she turned me on to most of the good sci-fi that I know mm-hmm. today. Um, And we had those on the shelf. But, but I moved over. Instead of reading those, I read uh, Werner Vinge's
1: uh, Fire Upon the Deep. Which I'm still working through, believe it or not. Oh,
0: my God. That is such a good book.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. But to go back and check out Xanth. I, That's I'm actually, cool, yeah. I, those got purged from my book collection a long time ago. But I think I'm going to go back and, and read the latest one because he's still writing them. And one thing that I, you do have to respect about it, as, I don't even know how many he's written. its It's got to be in the 30s and 40s. Um, he's moved the universe along. He hasn't stuck with the same characters. There is a chronology. The characters that he started writing the Xanth universe with now are like the old statesmen. And it does focus on younger characters because it's written for younger people. So, but he checks back in with all the characters. They're still in the universe. He has created an entire universe and you got to fucking respect that.
0: I totally respect that, especially that that you're still talking about it and you you like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I haven't read a Xanth book in probably 20 years.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So much for a short at the library. Yeah. Got a little longer.
1: Media candy. I still, unfortunately, read less. It's a lot. Um, you kind of have to if you're in my industry. i, I well, uh, It, it drives me crazy most I of know. the time. Sometimes he's right. And when he's right, he usually makes it into our show notes. This one, I don't know if he's right or wrong. This one I just found fascinating. Um. It's all about playlists on Spotify okay, and and how they are starting to get traction and starting to become important and people subscribe to them. And there's this guy called Song Picker, without the E in it because he's Web 2.0 apparently, who has this massively popular um, playlist that he runs on Spotify. And then Les has got in touch with him and he responded back with his entire process of how he does these playlists and how he manages to get so many subscribers and all the time and effort that he puts into it. And the things that he's figured out about gaming Spotify. And then I finished reading all of this and I was like, how the fuck do you make any money running a playlist on Spotify?
0: I can tell you right now, it's probably affiliate revenue. Hmm.
1: There's affiliate programs for Spotify. There
0: must be there. Um, they're, they're ab- there of. absolutely must be it, it. Otherwise he's getting paid as a Spotify
1: employee. Right. That which is always possible. Anyways, it was pretty fascinating and interesting read if you're into what people are doing in the music space right now. But again, I still don't I don't see how that's monetized.
0: Let's uh, let's do some research and figure it out, because I, you know, I can rock some DJ DJ beats. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go back to this blurred lines thing. I mean, the only thing that came out of the blurred lines thing for me was the fact that I actually went and finally saw the the adult video, which was very nice, I must say. (laughs) I'm just saying. Hey, no, it was a very nice video. I thought it was fun. It's It's...
1: misogynist and fucked up in so many ways. And so two years ago,
0: everybody seemed like they were having a good time.
1: Well, that's what cocaine is for. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, 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 and you just not, told me that is not out of the park because <laughs> as part of this lawsuit, Thick has basically admitted that he was out of it the entire time. This is how he tried to get out of the lawsuit. I was too fucked up on drugs and drink to know what was going on. That is one of his statements, so it's fucking relevant. He was it on is, tons of it is, it is on the record. <laughs> it's on the record. Cocaine I'm not is on the record. Up. Okay. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, there's a good article that kind of reviews the state of where it's at if you're really interested in this sort of thing it's a good read um i do uh, the the main thrust of the article is that this squelches creativity the same sort of thing happened with sampling i mean we had the golden age of sampling which the beastie boys profited yeah. from uh, immensely mightily, immensely yeah. <laughs> um but then that was shut down because you had to basically pay if you're going to use a certain amount of of somebody's recorded work. Um Yeah, and it's just where does it cross the line, you
0: yeah. know? Because I was listening to uh K Rock on my way over here mm-hmm. and they were talking about how the gays are gonna go back and sue Pharrell again for use of happy.
1: Yeah, I could see
0: and they, they they played they played his vocals over the old yeah. track that they're gonna sue him for,
1: and it sounded like an amazingly good mashup.
0: <laughs> it yeah, really did. I think it
1: does make a good mashup, but there there has to be <sighs> This is going to be an interesting discussion that goes along for a long time now because there are only so many notes. That's that's exactly what only... I was going to
0: say. There's only so many notes and only so many arrangements. The, so it, when do we get to peak music where there is nothing else and then all you're doing is putting your spin on it?
1: I agree completely, and it's interesting that you use the word arrangement because this lawsuit is not about the recorded music, which was sampling in the Beastie Boys. This lawsuit was about the literal written-down music the mm-hmm. arrangement and yeah they're saying that they copy the arrangement and especially if you're talking within the pop format with only so many notes and only so many so much time and only so many beats and it's all four four yep there's only so much you can do that is catchy the rest sounds like yoko fucking ono <laughs> so we are hitting a point where things are starting to sound very similar and this is interesting for that reason and i'm not going to try to solve it
0: so. No, no. Well, we we have we have figured out that we cannot solve anything. All we just do is tell people how they're wrong before that they figure out that they're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> We're good at that.
1: I agree with that. And uh, continuing on the music theme, in terms of of good reading, the Vice Channel, I guess ID is now owned by Vice. Uh, had a really great article that I really enjoyed reading. If you're as old as I am and you remember the different music subcultures that I was growing up with the goth, the death rock, the all of that sort of stuff um, this article is called Our Music Subculture is Losing Their Definition by uh, Tish Weinstock. And I yes. enjoyed the read.
0: It was a great read, and my only uh, comment was, "Yes, yeah,
1: it, we, uh, yeah, we we defined ourselves by the music we listened to back punk, then: punk, ska, skinheads, suedeheads, hip hop heads, rude boys, teddy boys, mods, rockers, ravers. All of that I grew up with, and that yeah. was how I defined myself at the time. I don't, I don't yeah, how get do kids, kids define themselves by our do Pokemon, video games, yik, yeah, yak.
0: exactly. I mean it's that's like, there's yeah. so many different ways because we just had no media back then. You yeah. know, I mean, it was such a narrow channel. And now it's just like, which noise are you going to be into
1: this week? Yeah. Which, um, which shark fin are you into? <laughs> I mean, just even reading the article made me so nostalgic for my youth. And, and that was so much of my definition was the music that I was listening to, which then defined the clothes that I wore and everything, everything, everything yeah. about my life.
0: Yeah. The music I listened to defined who was going to beat me up that week. That was pretty much it.
1: I feel very <laughs> bad for you right now, Jason. I'll be nicer the rest of the podcast. Well,
0: I mean, you're a punk rocker kid in the in the Midwest. It's like, okay, is my misfit shirt going to get me like you know a couple kicks to the back, or is my dead Kennedy shirt going to get me chased down by by the jocks? I'd like know? to
1: remind you that I was a goth in Southern California. It got fucking hot.
0: Well, it's your own <laughs> damn fault. <laughs> Brian was melty. Was I was a bit melty. I, I was running for my life, and Brian was melty. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Moving on. A couple. A quick note about my podcast listening. Um, I was a big fan of Alison Rosen on the Adam Carolla podcast as the news girl. And we talked about how the fact that she basically got booted from the show and she still is doing her own podcast. Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I was listening to it for a while. I finally just gave up on it and deleted it. I'm not digging the new format. I'm not into the people that she's bringing onto the show. I really liked the crew that she had that worked for Carolla. They worked really well together. The new crew does not. Also, nepotism, bad. Her bad. husband is just horrible on the show. Oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. bad. Like I would never do a podcast with my wife.
0: No, same here. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do a podcast with. I'm glad you're not going to do a podcast with my wife either. That'd be I, exactly. Weird. I, well, because I've never. <laughs> I've met her like once, but still. Um, I would like to say, though, that the uh, 99% invisible about the challenge coins this week was really good. I got to put that in the show notes. Um, it, it just had, it talks about this whole history of challenge coins, and it made me think that for our Patreon page, we should actually come up with some challenge coins because they're not that expensive to make. And then you can be a grumpy old geek's you know challenge coin owner you know what challenge coins are right no
1: you can tell by my blank look at my monitor
0: (laughs) okay yeah no it's they're they're military coins my brother actually designed one for uh for a military unit in iraq uh, so I think we, we'll we'll talk about this on on the next episode. Since right. since I just completely blindsided Brian with this, totally. one. but it was a, a great episode. So I want to I want to bring that up next well, week.
1: Not to keep harping on about the Patreon thing, but it is our hundredth episode, and we just just launched it. But uh, we're open to whatever you guys would be interested in. So let us know what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's it's for now for us. It's fun because we 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 pushed back on it for what seventy episodes. Patreon came out when we were at, like episode thirty, right? So we were just kind of jerking around with it, but now it's kind of fun and people <laughs> actually want to hang out with us and do stuff.
1: It's cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to transition into depressing again. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. We've been doing a lot of death on the show, but there was somebody else that passed away uh, relatively recently, and I didn't even know because I. Uh, did you ever listen to the show Says You on NPR? No, never read it. Uh, I never read it. it.
0: never read it. <laughs> audiobook, I'm used wow. to reading. By Books ear- you
1: will listen to and then <laughs> podcasts you want to read. I read by ear. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it wasn't a podcast. It was an NPR show. Um, very much in, in the vein of, uh, what the hell's that other one? Sorry, I got to bring it. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait, wait, uh, garbage truck. Oh, wait, wait, garbage truck. So says you was basically very similar to wait, wait, don't tell me it was a bunch of learned older people making funny jokes and puns and basically showing off the fact that they're actually smart in a very funny way, which I love. I it's
0: it's kind of like us, but but, but with, with funny with funny
1: and learned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and tweety coding Okay. You know, that sort of thing. Um the longtime host of the show, Richard Scherr, passed away uh, February ninth. Um, huh. I really did love the show. Uh, I haven't listened to it regularly. One of the things that I think that they made a mistake on is they never switched to podcast format. Like a lot of NPR shows do. Yeah. Uh, you can go to their site and they have, um, you know, some shopping cart that was built in 1992 to purchase <laughs> episodes. Uh, it just became too much of a pain in the ass to go buy it. Like if you want to get the whole season of 12 episodes, you have to individually add each one to the oh, cart and man, then download yeah. each one individually. Ugh. But it's a very, very good show. And I'm very sad. Um, he, he, as part of his dying wishes, apparently said, I want the show to continue. So I hopefully somebody will take on that mantle. Um, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And they will keep the show going. Um, and I will um, listen to it more regularly. And I
0: will tell you right now, if I die, this show dies with me.
1: <laughs> I will bury you with your mic.
0: <laughs> well, wouldn't you want the same?
1: If I die? Yeah. I don't Do you give want a to... fuck. I'm dead.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty <laughs> true. <laughs> you don't give a fuck in your
1: life. I don't care now. <laughs>
0: Okay, now this, I don't know if we're being trolled on this one. This comes from comicbook.com. I think we're being trolled. Exclusive, original, unaltered cut of Star Wars trilogy to be released on Blu-ray by Disney. They're saying that they're going back and redoing everything right now to get it ready for a Blu-ray release before the next episode of Star Wars comes out. There is a, as as Judge Judy would say, um,
1: the hint of truth with this. Actually, I've changed my mind. We're not getting trolled. This is Disney. It's what I'm Disney saying realizes they are going to make a buttload of money putting this out. And yep. George Lucas, after he sold it, has lost control. It was Lucas that never wanted the original ones out. Exactly. I, I will buy this in two seconds. So that's what Except I'm Except th- I won't because who gives a fuck about DVDs anymore? I, <laughs> I know hope they put it up on Netflix. Uh, I mean, and you can get
0: the renegade editions right now that somebody has already gone back and painstakingly made for these. But if they did it, it it's genius. And it's it, actually it's not genius. It's common fucking sense, and that's why we all hated Lucas for so long, because it's common sense to put this stuff out. On solo shot first. Exactly. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. The web's not dead Oh no, it's not.
1: Is your friend a rock star programmer?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <that's> so good.
0: <laughs> okay, as, you, as as you can tell, Brad is very happy right now because we just opened up Sons Bullshit Sans, which is a which is a font that will actually just change the words that are bullshit in in uh, Valley Techno Valley speak to though just the word. <laughs>
1: bullshit i didn't look at the site beforehand (laughs) jason and as soon as i saw the line is your friend a rock star programmer i pretty much lost it this is awesome
0: i know this is a downloadable font that you can get and uh it's it's fun it's really fun it doesn't work on your iphone (laughs) the fucking garbage trucks are back i told you friday yeah that's why we start at nine (laughs) we're done before it starts How, how many garbage trucks do you have how many types of garbage can there be I've seen the I've seen the bullshit episode it's where they Santa, had the nine it's versions. Santa Monica.
1: First, <laughs> we have regular garbage. Then we have recyclable garbage. Then we have Prius bullshit garbage. And then, then we have dirty hippie garbage. <laughs> then there's the
0: Chihuahua poop bag garbage. Yes, sure. There's
1: the yeah the older lady with the dog everywhere poop bag garbage <laughs> bag. All right.
0: Okay, so sounds bullshit. Sounds is is a really fun little font. Uh, just check it out. I mean, we talk about those, you know bullshit generators this is an anti-bullshit generator it just calls you on your bullshit can you imagine running wired through this oh my that's it no tech crunch <laughs> oh, you run tech be good. crunch through
1: this that'd be good. it would be amazing it would be black it would just be black <laughs> Yeah. And the best thing I've seen all week, well, not the best thing I've seen all all week on the internet. We'll get to those. But this is very funny. Um, Please go to the link in our show notes because it doesn't work without the visual. But a bored pilot drew a penis on flight radar with his private plane.
0: I've seen the runtime one, you know, where people run around San Francisco like yes. making penises. But, I've seen that too. This but this is a guy pilot in a, fucking in a plane. plane. This guy took it to the next level. And when I pulled it up, I just busted it up. It's really good. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: Yes, it's a very well endowed uh, little flight path. And unlike last week where I found two videos that kind of tugged at the heart strings a little bit uh, this by time... the way
0: I, I want to do some follow-up on that mm-hmm. because i went back and i watched those mm-hmm. one of them i was completely nonplussed by the yeah, one the, with the, the, skeletons, the skeletons
1: it was cute it yeah. was good
0: kn- it's good marketing i knew what they were doing from the get-go but the one with the girl little girl and the dad oh my god i cried like a little baby so i was good, grabbing man. tissues i'm just like when as soon as she said my dad's a liar and i was just like oh god here it comes right <laughs> it was, just was like i told you floodgates were open i told oh, you, god man. it was so you were good making
1: fun of me and i was like that one made me cry
0: well because yeah well no i was making fun because the first one i saw was the skeletons i'm like oh this is just marketing crap Dude, you i know? saved
1: the best for last you did i'm you putting did. the videos in order again this way this time <laughs> okay all right the first yes video, you are yes you to- totally are okay. the first video is tinderella a modern fairy tale <laughs> and it was very goddamn funny it was so good uh, yeah, I, I watched this last night and I was just I was I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was spot on and well done, guys. And the second one, I don't even I don't want to step on this at all. I'm just going to say I know. Yeah, it's hard you, with these. Yeah, well, this one in particular, because you don't know where it's going until it hits the chorus and then it punches you in the gut and you just start laughing hysterically and you realize how spot on and perfect this guy. I'm going to buy his comedy album based on this video alone. You need to go watch this Trevor Moore, the ballad of Billy John. If you're a grumpy old geeks fan and you've heard us talk about various things online, this guy nails the state of the internet and our human interactions on it perfectly. I know I,
0: when you, you were saying that I didn't need to watch it before we did the show. And then I'm just like, no, 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 I I need to see things. I need to be informed. And then you started playing it in about 30 seconds in, i just i I had tears i I was laughing so hard i had tears because it was so spot on with our the the people we've become on the internet yeah it is so damn good if you if you don't listen to anything we say for this entire episode besides our patreon stuff (laughs) go check out trevor moore and it
1: is so damn funny
0: closing shout out
1: so jason told me a little bit about challenge coins and i realized well we're grumpy old geeks and we're online based so we're going to do challenge bitcoins bitcoin challenge so they'll just do jpegs <laughs> yeah send some jpegs with some random numbers yeah so if you hit a certain number on our patreon page we'll send you a jpeg of a challenge bitcoin
0: <laughs> not really in the spirit of it but i think it's damn funny okay so um as doing the closing shout outs we we'd like to you know do this and and this is our Academy moment, 100 episodes. So I would like to throw out a a hearty thank you to our first actual, I think, fan who mm-hmm. wrote in and kept, kept with us for quite some time, Beach Mama.
1: Oh, yeah, Beach Mama.
0: She hasn't been around for a while, but, uh, you know, she's always here in spirit. Yes, definitely.
1: And a thank you to all of the people that have given us a bit of their bitcoins or regular coins or any sort of coins over the last two years, we're still broke, but we're more buzzed because of you. Exactly. Thank you very much.
0: And I want to do a thank you to all the guests that came on, Uh, even though we don't really do that that much anymore. Yeah. Um, I want I want to do a hearty thank you to Rudy Jashan, Joey Robbie, Sean Bonner, Tara Brown, Jay Goldman, our in-house troll Mike Vinicore, Doctor David Teeter, Jordan Cooper, Shane Nickerson, Jordan Harbinger, Scott Beal, Felicia Michaels, Mike Malinin from the Goo Goo Dolls, and Tim Ferriss.
1: Thank you for all coming on.
0: Thank you very much, and for spending your your hard earned hours with us.
1: <laughs> we gave them beer. No, we didn't. <laughs> Most of them.
0: None of them. We gave one person beer, and it turned out to be one of the worst shows we ever well, had. We got
1: wasted with Joey. <laughs> we got wasted and that with was Joey. Bad. Yes, and, uh, Teeter. We had beer. Oh well, he, Mike even. Got... We had
0: beer. No, we didn't. Oh no, he called in. He was in. He was in DC. Felicia, we had beer. I thought she drank water. Well, she had a show later. We had beer. Oh, we, we had beer. offered her beer. <laughs> but see, there's, it's not there, our there's your it. Uh, R- Rudy, we gave some beer too. but the rest of them were all were all remote. All right. Um, oh yeah, Mike Vinicore didn't have beer. I was in his house when we did the show, but I had beer. All right. <laughs> yes, there wasn't much beer. Scott, no. Jordan, no. Yeah, there wasn't as much beer as you think. Okay. We we got sober after the Joey show because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we still get we still get Google traffic for the word the keyword lady boys. Yeah. Okay. Well, you
1: know. <laughs> That was a crazy show. If I could actually go back and delete the first year's worth of podcasts, I would, but... See, we're not going to see Brian. This is a
0: journey. People can go back when we're dead and see our journey, okay. and then try and not emulate it. We I'm... are we are a, a a mile marker for the things that you should not do.
1: When you die before <laughs> me, which you will, of I course. will bury you with the first hundred episodes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay.
0: <laughs> can you can you do it on one of those exploding USB drives? <laughs> so when somebody plugs it in, you just poof. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, As we've mentioned a few times on this show, we now have a Patreon page, and thank you for the Patreon subscribers subscribers that hit us up before we even mention it on a show, what we'll now call the Fantastic Five, because we had four, but then Melissa snuck in this morning, so thank you very much. Uh, Kenny, Lee, Tara, Jordan, and Melissa.
0: We appreciate you very much, and uh, going forward, we will not be pimping our Patreon page nearly as much. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) It's like a new toy. We have a new toy. It is. So we're going to go uh, edit this and get to the Finn McCool's meetup. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Talk
1: to you next week. Grumpy Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. No, really, it is. Go to our Patreon page at patreon.com GOG and pick your level of awesomeness and we'll love you forever. If you can't spell Patreon, you can try the Harry Potter Patronus, but that won't do much. Go to grumpyoldgeeks.com and follow the links. The level of love is still the same. We really appreciate your iTunes ratings and reviews. Please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars. Better yet, turn a like-minded friend onto the show so you can make fun of us around the water cooler on Mondays. You can also find us at facebook.com slash or twitter.com slash GOGpodcast. Show notes for this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 100. Patronus!